0: Tonight's episode of the P.W.C. Wednesday Night Scrimmage is
1: brought to you by Z Apollo Photography. Visit Zapolophotography.com for all your photography needs.
2: The following program is presented by At Media.
3: sous server rocks are hitting switches now she's a gangsta rolling with gangsta bitches always smoking blunts and getting drunk telling me sad stories now she only fucks with the funk stressing how hardcore and real she is she was really the realest before she got into showbiz i did her not just to sake. i did it but i'm committed Girl, but so committed. many niggas hit it that she's just not the same letting all these goofies do her Niggas her and taking it to the sewer But I'ma take her back, hoping that the shit stop Cause who I'm talking about, y'all, is hip hop, hip hop, hip-hops, hip to the beat, y'all it you don't stop A yes yes all it you don't stop The mainframe, yo they gotta be the sure shot A yes yes yo It don't stop A to the beat y'all it you don't stop A yes yes yo it don't stop A one two consists is gonna drop ha ha ha, ha. ha, ha. ha, ha. I used to love her uh 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 I used to love her uh 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 I used to love her uh, uh 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 I used to love her uh, uh, uh.
2: Scott sucks? sucks? No, 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 no. Let me tell you something real quick. The inner circle sucks! No, they, guys, they, they really do. We beat them twice. I don't know if you watched the show or not. But listen, I'm gonna tell you why they suck in detail. Jake Hager, all I keep hearing about the guy who's got an undefeated record in MMA, that's great. Never seen it, you know what I have seen, though? I've seen Scorpio Sky pin him at Grand Slam. Not an impossible feat. Santana, Ortiz, you guys are hard, right? You're from the streets. You ever seen the man of the year walk down a street? We treat it like a runway. Wherever we go, we own that place. And the ring is just the same. Now let me get to you, Chris Jericho, who's not here tonight, by the way. Which is actually a good thing, because there was enough time on the show to give me the Page a microphone. Chris, Chris, you get to do literally whatever you want. Last week, after you lost to us, they gave you a microphone so you could stand in the ring and flirt with Paige Van Zandt live on TV? Really? That's what you want to do after you lose to the men of the year at ATT? Well, don't worry, everybody. The only celebrity Chris is kissing on is Masvidal's knee. So while you're floating at sea watching Dynamite right now, Chris, I want you to take a good look at what the future holds for AEW. How Ethan Page can own the room and the microphone because we are the future of this company, not that PR nightmare, Sammy Guevara.
4: Enough! My God,
5: enough! There he is. Ethan! 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 To borrow a phrase from
4: my friend and teammate Chris Jericho! Will you please shut the hell up? I mean, how long are we gonna come out here and listen to a grown man complain about how life's unfair? Oh, life's unfair, life's unfair. I get it, I've been there, man. Sometimes life sucks, but instead of bitching and moaning like you are right now, I worked my ass off and I became the TNT champion. You wanna know? Ethan, I'm gonna be real with you. You you wanna know why you're not further in this company? It's the same reason you call yourself all ego, because the only person who gives a shit about anything you've done here is you. And, Lamberg, as much as I hate to hear you talk, you said you had stipulations, so let's hear him, you fat-faced dipshit.
6: No, no, stop! Don't even think about it! Don't even think about it! No! Good one, Sammy, very funny. Lighten up, buddy. I'm actually kind of proud of you, little fella, because everybody knows what you can do up here in this ring. But look at you right now, up front and center, killing it on the mic. Maybe this will finally put an end to all those backstage rumors I keep hearing about you sucking on the stick. I'll make them simple enough even you can understand it, because I don't know if your brain's taking more damage from the 630s through the tables, or the 630 pounds of gel it's absorbed over the years propping up that ridiculous hairdo. You got your 10-man tag match. Inner circle jerk against the men of the year in American Top Team. at full gear. If, and only if, you come to Dynamite next week in Boston, You put that TNT title on the line against Ethan Page. And somehow by the grace of God, you pull a miracle out of your ass and you get your hand raised. But when you lose, you not only part ways with that precious championship you worked your whole life for, you also leave the inner circle for
5: Wow, high stakes laid out by Dan Lambert.
4: So let me get this straight. Next week, if I lose, I lose the most important championship in professional wrestling, the TNT Championship. But I also lose my best friends, the Inner Circle, forever. You got yourself a deal, asshole! Under one condition! When I beat Ethan Page, I get to decide the three members of American Top Team that the inner circle is gonna kick their ass at full gear. Wow. So I'll see you bitches in Boston, and I'll see all y'all
2: in picture in picture in just a second. Well, Sammy, since you're in such an accepting mood, I've got a great idea. How about you accept? This ass-whooping we about to put on
5: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yikes. Let's go! Sammy's not gonna back down from this Let's at go! all. Let's go! Sammy Guevara is outnumbered Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Now! Sammy ain't oh. got no reverse gear. And here we see Santana Ortiz! And Jake Hager! And you know, all Inner Circle members. Man, look at Page. Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Dan Lambert running with their tails between their legs. When the odds get close to being even, they're very discretionary, are they not? So Sammy has made the match. How about that? Well, he's accepted the terms, certainly. AEW Dynamite. Returns to Wednesdays this week. And we know Sammy Guevara will be facing Ethan Page. Ding. Fans, fans love this man, I get it. When I ask you about Darby Allen, if you could give us an update on his condition, we haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. What in the hell? That's counter. This is despicable. MJF taking the icon, taking Sting's time to speak. Cut my
7: music, cut my music. Cut his mic. Hey Florida, I know it's real hard, but how about we try to sew some class for once, huh? Sting, Darby's little emo daddy. How you doing, buddy? Good to see ya. Listen, man, I'm not out here trying to start a fight. The last thing I want to do is embarrass the icon in front of all these schmucks. No, no, I'm here to have a gentleman's chat. You see, Sting, I don't think you want to answer that talentless waste of space's question, do ya? Because if you did... If you did, then you would have to tell these people the truth. And the truth is, their little hero, Darby allen He's not coming back. So you can come on out here, and you can try to distract them by having Shavani...
5: They're saying what we're all thinking, JR.
7: You can distract them by painting your face, by swinging a bat, by looing hell. You can even have your leftover stash from the 80s snow down upon them. But here's what you're not understanding, Stinger. It's easy to fool a bunch of people who solve their problems with gun violence and incest. But you ain't fooling MJF. You're a bad person, Sting. Everyone who's ever been friends with you, they stay by your side through thick and thin. Fat boy, I got the microphone. And yet, when they need you most, where are you? It's because of your negligence that your friend Darby Allen has wound up in the same exact spot as your old pal, Lex Luger.
0: He
5: always finds a new low to sink to. In a wheelchair! Oh! Oh! What a right hand by the Stinger, and a clothesline on MJF, who's running like a little scalded dog, but wait a minute. The pinnacle, Sean Spears with the chair in hand. Wardlow, but Sting! He's gonna try to fight all three men. Wardlow and a oh. chair shot right to the spine. And Sting says, no, no, no! Oh. But Wardlow says, yes, yes, yes! Wardlow is just a different type of athlete. Chair man. And Sean Spears bludgeoning Sting with the chair across the spine. How cowardly, how classless, can it be? MJF, that self-satisfied grin. Knowing that he had Wardlow, knowing that he had Sean Spears waiting. Once again, an orchestrated assault by MJF in the pinnacle. And we're waiting on... MJ, but it's Jack and all over just gonna commercial break. Get the hell out of here. Oh no. Darby, Darby, Darby!
7: I know you're in a whole lot of pain, and I also know you're watching. Did I break you mentally now, Darby Allen? Mm-hmm. Look at him, Darby. Look at him! SHUT UP! I want you to understand something. No matter how many times people chant your name, no matter how bad these people want to
2: see you come back and beat my face in, understand this!
7: They can chant your name all they want because if you come back, this It's your future, Darby, right here. You will
0: always fall short. You will always be second best to
2: me, and me alone.
7: Because I am the past, the present, and the future of professional wrestling.
5: I feel like I need a shower. Another vile display from MJF, Wardlow, and Sean Spears. And we need to get Doc Sampson into the ring to check on Sting. Unabated chair shot from Spears. MJF. Wait a minute. Isn't enough enough? Oh, no. Oh, oh, dynamite diamond! That ring is like a weapon, and MJF just nails Sting right between the eyes of the fight with that ring on his right hand.
8: Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBroasters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro I'm homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling
6: Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets, and now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher
0: Renz.
9: Welcome to the PwC Presents, the Wednesday night skirmish. Well, it's the skirmish anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's Saturday night, and uh, I don't know what that means, but for the last couple of weeks, it has meant that it's time for AEW Time Um Jimmy, have you gotten used to this whole idea of, uh, of doing these shows on the weekend completely? Because I have not, and I'm really looking forward to getting back to Wednesday
1: yeah I hate it to be honest dude I don't I don't like it one bit I'd rather fucking do them on Wednesday nights What's even more confusing is when we have Rampage on Before Dynamite Which is kind of weird in itself But uh, yeah man I can't wait for just b- Going back to Wednesdays Back to normal And back on schedule man Because fuck Saturday night Dynamite bro
9: <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it's terrible. And I'm sure that AEW is really looking forward to it, too. Did you see the Did you see the ratings for this week? I actually haven't. What, what was the ratings? Oof. Okay, so um, SmackDown beat um, Rampage in the head-to-head. Right, I knew
1: and that. Then, I knew that, right.
9: And then Saturday's replay of SmackDown actually got a better rating than Dynamite.
1: Wow. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's bad, dude. So the replay—it
9: was, was just over five hundred thousand. It was, it wow. was bad. Wow.
1: I mean, what, they shouldn't even bother, dude. Was was it, was it even live, Dynamite, or was that a tape
9: delay? I honestly don't know. But for whatever, like I don't know. I it's like Saturday is just not a good day to put on wrestling, like anyway. But um, yeah, I agree. Dude. Especially for me, it's on a Sunday, and I
1: hate that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's pay per views, different story, but yeah. then that's on a Monday for me. Except for AEW which do their pay per views on Saturdays, which is cool, so but yeah, it is what it is, man. Let's just get back to fucking normal because to be to be honest, they don't fucking put any effort into it, man, on these Saturday night shows,
9: really, when you think about it. That not compared to their Wednesday night shows, bro. No, I agree with you. I think that the last couple of Saturday nights have been kinda lacking, kinda just Lackluster, you know what I mean? Like I, I, like okay, last week, like like I, I didn't mind the Bobby Fish and Daniel Bryan, uh Brian Danielson. Fuck that's gonna take me forever. The <laughs> Brian Danielson match. I thought that was a pretty solid match that they put on, but it, it seemed like for the last two weeks they haven't really been pushing story forward very much, as much as they've just been like, here's a cool match. Enjoy yeah, that's true.
1: That's true, man. I mean and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed that match too, and Bobby Fish is looking pretty cool. In AEW at the moment, looks like more meaner, but then again, who is he? In AEW, he's not saying much, so it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like there's any development really going on, but I'm enjoying his matches.
9: Yeah, no, I I agree, and I, I, like, you know, we'll get into it here in this show, but, like, uh, I'm looking forward to him and Danielson. I think that's going to be a hell of a match. Hell yeah. Right on. Well, have you, uh, did you get a chance to watch the uh, Dark Side of the Ring Luna episode?
1: no i haven't but i've heard all about it
9: <laughs> oh man i i loved this episode of, of dark side of the ring i gotta say like first of all so i'm watching this episode and i'm like okay this is cool i like i like luna you know what i mean like i'm a canadian kid so right. you know at any of the vashans i'm gonna be interested in in seeing what the hell's going on right and Absolutely. um
1: they're from Quebec. Her aren't son they?
9: starts yeah, they're from Quebec. Her son starts talking, and I'm watching it and I'm like, What the fuck? That's Van from Hell's Kitchen. What the fuck yeah, is going I,
0: on I, here?
9: I tripped out on that
1: too. I didn't know that was her fucking son, bro.
9: <laughs> no, man. I would not have guessed that in a million years, but I was like, Okay, no, that makes sense. I fucking <laughs> love Luna. And Van was legit like my favorite fucking guy on Hell's Kitchen. Both both seasons he was on. I was I was rooting for that motherfucker. So
1: that's fucking weird, bro. <laughs> he's weird. he's a professional wrestler too. Is he really? Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrestles as well, man. So, I mean, none of the big fucking companies obviously have looked into him yet. But I mean, fuck, he looks all right, dude. So why not?
9: Yeah, dude is jacked like a motherfucker. I'll tell you. Like when he was on Hell's Kitchen, I remember like he was he'd be on right, and like everybody else looks like a chef, right? They're kind right. of dumpy or kind of kind of whatever, right? and there's van just looking like a fucking model and shit and i'm like what (laughs) the fuck man this dude looks like he should be doing something else but who's his daddy man it's not gangrel is it no it's definitely not gangrel i was Um, gonna say
1: i was gonna say man where does he get his looks from is it from his old lady i don't know dude
9: i don't know man i like here's the thing like because i was i was a a fan of luna but only in character right because i mean like we're talking about years and years ago the last time luna was around right yeah no doubt i was still like uh you know just a mark kid right like i wasn't looking up dirt sheet information or anything for instance i didn't know she was fucking adopted that's cool oh i didn't know that either dude what she was adopted to the vishon family to the mad dogs okay so so fucking butcher he's talking and he's because it because mad dogs are uncle right but so right. butcher he's talking and he's like he's like yeah i was i was rest i was wrestling in uh, in florida and i heard a gunshot and sudden and this woman comes and she says you know my husband just killed himself and i what? i i came downstairs to where they were living and she had this beautiful daughter there and um yeah that the rest is so, history so
1: so let me get this straight. She was born in Florida originally. She's American. They got adopted by c- Canadians.
9: Yeah, I mean that's the fucking dream right there. All Americans <laughs> should should want something just like that to happen. I mean, not necessarily for their father to kill themselves. Um, uh, well, but no. Definitely to be adopted by Canadians, that's just wonderful.
1: <laughs> well, look how she turned out, right? <laughs>
9: uh, oh. <laughs> i'm gonna blame uh, that one on uh wrestling and uh french canadians yes we'll, we'll french, french Can- canadians
1: yeah. <laughs> Wee wee. they're fucking yeah. weirdos bro nah they're all right man i don't, my, yeah, you know, I know. My, dude i like their attitudes bro i love french canadians attitudes and i like their accent bro i like it better than the standard canadian accent i'm i gotta say it sounds tough bro
9: yeah i i love french canadians obviously my my ex-wife was a genet and my girlfriend oh, right really? now is a yeah and my girlfriend right now is a grand Bois, so oh. apparently <laughs> i like french
1: girls. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> there you go there you go
9: absolutely uh all right anyway yeah i just wanted to talk about that real quick it was it was a cool episode you know you find out some pretty interesting things like you know that luna was adopted for instance which i did not know and um it, it, it did i so i mean shit. yeah you could really sort of tell um and subsequently like watching some other like listening to some other podcasts and stuff i know that jim Cornette um had said that in ring luna was better than legitimately anyone around at the time she oh, was a better sure. prof like if if she was around now like for this era of women's wrestling she would have been like she would have been the serena Deeb of women's wrestling right now she would have been like the excellent in-ring performer that that you see out of people like yeah Yeah, dude i agree
1: man i think she doesn't get nowhere near the credit that she deserves in my opinion i think she's a legend bro She's one yeah. of a kind. There will never be another Luna Vashon, bro. Never. Like just yeah. there just would never be one. It's just she legitly scared me, bro, growing up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, for real, man. She really did. I mean, the way she spoke to like, ah, Chris, I'll get your head and chop it off. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, she was a fucking badass, dude. And then when she fucking hooked up with Gangrel it made total sense after that. I'm thinking these two motherfuckers, goddamn. you know what i'm saying like but man she was one tough fucking bitch and i say that politely (laughs) you know what i'm saying with with all due respect she was fucking tough i mean i've heard stories that she would beat up guys bro
9: yes uh beat the shit out of people um (laughs) more than once um yeah honestly if you if you haven't watched it uh go out of your way to to watch this episode it was really cool um i think it like regardless of whether or not you were a fan of luna um and regardless of whether or not you're even really a fan of wrestling this was i think the best tv episode um of like i really think it was the best tv episode of dark side of the ring so far it was that good so go out of your way to watch it
1: that's saying something because i'm gonna go out of my way to watch it once we finish the show bro you've convinced me
9: (laughs) perfect well uh we're gonna start off with the show here. Then uh, AEW Dynamite. We begin with a rundown of what's going on tonight. They talk about the different matches that are coming up, etc. Um, you know, I I really really enjoy the way that uh, Dynamite opens, uh, and I think that that extends to um, to Rampage most absolutely, nights where absolutely they give you a quick rundown. And I know, like I know that this, I know that people don't necessarily love this, but I love that we start with jim ross um for me as somebody who was watching during the attitude era it just feels right to start off with jim ross yelling at you about what <laughs> kind of cool shit you're gonna to see tonight like i love it
1: absolutely and i just want to say fucking uh shout outs to jr because i'm sure you've heard chris yeah. he's gotten uh skin cancer but you know skin cancer is not too bad man as long as you catch it early he's gonna get through it man i have no doubt no doubt about it man
9: yeah, here's here's hoping cuz I don't I don't think I could handle a world where Chris Jericho is yelling at me oh, every god. single word on commentary.
1: Oh god, he's funny but not too much of him just yeah, drives you nuts, bro.
9: Yeah, no, it uh you know it's okay to be funny sometimes but have more than one note in your jokes. <laughs> That's you know, it's like we were talking uh you know i was talking with uh with jargo on our other show that we do and we were talking about orange cassidy and i was saying this is like somebody like what this reminds me of is somebody who told a joke once <laughs> and then people laughed and then this person said the same fucking joke every day for two years and it's like okay shut the fuck up
0: already
1: <laughs> i agree man 100 percent, man shout out to jargo
9: shout out to jargo um yeah man so the show proper starts off with a a, a pretty good match here um sort of want to get your your opinion on something here so it's brian danielson and dustin rhodes uh the match begins kind of slow both men have like a real intense look on their face like they look like they really have it in their hearts to have a really good match and i felt like really early in the match dustin pulled something because Mm. there was a spot where they were doing like a little bit of like wrestling around and from the way that Danielson reacted it was clear they were supposed to do a spot where they're struggling 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 and then both men roll out and spin real quick and look at each other, you know that spot
1: right right yep
9: and and Danielson did it he he rolled out spun and uh, Dustin laid on the mat for like like he literally like lay there for. I don't know, like a solid five or six seconds, like slowly trying to like move around and stuff. The referee was talking to him and it just looked like, okay. I think Dustin hurt himself. And I mean, all credit to Dustin Rhodes. I, I'm pretty sure he hurt himself because this wasn't a situation where he should be selling. It's not like he took a move. He just all of a sudden came up lame. Right. Um, So I'm pretty sure he pulled something or he did something and I can, you know as somebody who's been doing some like personal training workouts and stuff i can i can respect someone who pulls something and then just keeps going because i know how bad that is but uh it kind of looked like he had hurt himself and then it looked like he was pretty pissed off the rest of the match that he had hurt himself because these guys actually put in a real hard match against each other
1: absolutely they did you know what the match was a lot better than than i expected even though i knew it was going to be pretty decent In saying that, um, yeah, I I know what you're talking about. I'm not sure how, um, if he's injured or not, because I haven't heard nothing through the dirty sheets, right? Mm -hmm. So nothing's come up. I mean, it could have been just a pull of the muscle. Yeah. I don't think it's anything serious, but even if it was, I mean, does Dustin really wrestle that much anyway anymore? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You won't even notice that he was even injured, put it that way.
9: Yeah, you can keep him as an attraction at this point. You really don't have to have him, you know, have a, You you don't have to have him have a 15-minute classic with Brian Danielson every single week. He can chill out a little bit.
1: Hey, and he can still go, bro. He can still go. I mean, he's pretty good, man. But but at this point of his career, I mean, well, you know, like, who is he? I mean, I hate to say it, but him without being gold dust is just not as interesting anymore, you know?
9: Yep. Yep, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I think you're right. Anyway, this match... Um, you know, like I said, they stay pretty aggressive against each other. There's some pretty solid, uh, some pretty solid looking strikes here. Um, both Ben do a pretty good job of showing that they've quote unquote scouted each other's, uh, you know, offense as, um, counters encounters that drop down uppercut that Dustin sometimes does with a pin combination and Dustin, uh, sort of stopped a running knee with a clothesline. Um, so that, that was pretty cool. Danielson gets the win via guillotine choke. And uh, I really like that he's winning in a number of different ways. Um, like last week, he he won with an ankle lock against Bobby Fish. So he's winning in, in these different sort of submissions. And I like it. It's, it. It definitely reminds me a lot of his ROH work where he's just really fucking good at finding a submission and making people tap. He I doesn't see. necessarily have one move that he has to go back to.
1: Dude, he's been a joy to watch since he's fucking come to AEW. I'm, I'm really loving this Brian Danielson sort of uh, AEW version. I think he's he's great. He looks great. He's awesome in the ring. He looks happy. He looks excited, and he looks ready to go every week, bro. And I could just picture him in the background of TK. I want to wrestle Rampage want a wrestle Dynamite pay per view. I just want to wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. And why not, man? As long as he fucking. Uh, doesn't hurt his head again and sometimes it looks dangerous bro with him i'm all for it man he he really fucking you know brings a smile to my face these days bro i think he's great
9: yeah i'm all for it anyways i mean professional wrestling is a work you know what i mean well, like it. i wow. I know i know you still can get really seriously injured in professional wrestling nobody at me for fuck's sake <laughs>
0: um
9: but um but yeah, like I, I feel like if a guy if a guy can get healthy enough to where he can fall on his back, I think that you can just keep wrestling. I mean, I, you know, I think if Ric Flair wants to do one more fucking match, let him have another fucking match. He's like, what what's the worst that can possibly happen? Everybody's oh, wow. gonna fuck, Well, now everybody's going to at me and be like, well, he could fucking kill himself. Yeah, I know he could kill himself. What I'm saying <laughs> is like he's 70 something years old at this point. Like, I don't know. He's yeah and let that. him
1: wrestle Fuck it he cares if he's 80. <laughs> yeah,
9: like let him fucking go if he can go I don't care like it's a show for fuck's sakes nobody tells Patrick Stewart he can't act anymore
1: like right but come on uh, professional wrestling is a little bit different you, you got to be athletic you still got yeah. to it's, it's not an old man's game it's still a young man's no. game let's be honest you know what I mean there are a few no, exceptions I- though obviously
9: yeah i i know i know and really like my thought is like if, if guys like you know if, if guys who are older and injured want to keep going you know i think that there's a perfectly acceptable way to do that at this point because we have these cinematic matches right where it's basically right. a Absolutely. movie scene right yeah. and so you don't actually need the guy to flop around you don't actually need these older guys to hurt themselves because they can just you can you, you can yell cut you can have somebody <laughs> else come in and take it or whatever it's it it can be you know It's not the most satisfying thing as a wrestling fan, but at least it's something for these older guys if you want to do it that way. And that's what I still think they ought to do with Sting pretty much every time. Like, I don't need to see 60-year-old Sting in the ring ever again, to be honest with you. But
1: Well, see, Sting's a bit of an exception, in my opinion, because the guy can still go for his age, bro. Yeah,
9: I know, but with his neck injuries, he shouldn't be.
1: Well, that's true. I agree. But that's on him. I mean, at the end of the day, like yeah. me and Jago were talking on, uh, on uh, what do you call it? Oh, God, how do I forget the friggin' name right now, man? See, he's just lost me. The Blow Off, right? See, I've got to get used to the Blow Off name, right? Yeah, me mean, yeah. Jago was saying on the Blow Off that, um, you know, Shibata... <laughs> Katsuri Shibata, I'm sure you've heard of him, right?
9: Uh yeah, he got injured a while back, but he used to wear like All Black and everything. I kind of remember. Right, right. Him.
1: Well, he got injured to his head, that bad dude. That they had to remove parts of his skull. Legit, yeah. <laughs> yep. Right? And now this guy just came back and done a match against uh, Zack Sabre Jr, which is cool because it's against Zack Sabre Jr. He's not more of a, he's not the striker type, you know, he's all submissions and shit like that. But yep. you could tell the guy's getting the itch, but really he should never step back into that ring again. Cause one tap to that head and it's way worse than Daniel Bryan's
9: injury. Put it that way. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively familiar with what happened with Shibata. And I, I know that. And the other thing too, is like, I think he might be okay. If he was wrestling in America to have a match every once in a while, but you know this as well as anybody else. Japanese wrestling, there's so many headbutts, so much head-based offense that yeah, give a, a guy with bro. those injuries should not do that. And, yes, yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. is a perfect opponent because he's just trying to tie you up the whole That's time. It. But That's uh,
1: right. But you could tell he really wants to get back in the ring. And the th- and the problem with the Japanese wrestlers in particular, they're almost willing to die in that squared circle, bro. And there's been a lot of in- instances where professional wrestlers have died in that friggin ring, bro.
9: Yeah, I don't think almost is right. I like like for all the shit I give you in jargo about the Japanese wrestling and everything, those guys are legitimately very brave and <laughs> very willing to put their bodies on the line. Like I don't I don't fault them. I I would not I would never claim that Japanese wrestling is not brave. I wouldn't claim that it's not fucking hardcore because it is. It's not my cup of tea you know, unless they have like a really like solid match. Like, I mean, Omega, you know, Okada, that's always going to be good stuff. Course, I, no like, doubt. You know, but they're not spending five minutes just elbowing each other in the head either. They, you know, um, well, you,
1: anyway. You can, you can call it brave or you can call it stupid, bro, because in many ways it is stupid
9: too, man. It is a little stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, having your having part of your skull removed and then still <laughs> insisting on wrestling, that's a little dumb yeah
1: um shibata no
9: (laughs) no um speaking of kind of dumb and japanese wrestling omega's next um (laughs) he uh he's cut he, he cut what i actually thought was a really solid promo backstage on hangman um you know, he talks about how like hangman's not really this person who he's portraying and Omega really knows him. You know, the, the last thing that he said was, I I thought pretty solid. He said, instead of counting, instead of chanting cowboy shit, all those people out there should be chanting coward shit. And here's, here's my problem. Okay. This promo was really good. I mean, really, really good from Omega. It had a bit of menace to it, right? He looked like you know, no, like, I know who the fuck you actually are. And like, you're not this hero, you're portraying yourself to be, it was really, really good. And they fucked it up completely at the end, because he cuts this promo, it's got this like, nice little layer of menace to it, right? He's got this good line, instead of cowboy shit, they should be ca- chanting coward shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then they start like fading out. Right, as if they're like sort of they start panning out as if they're gonna leave this scene, right? Which would have been perfect. And instead of just leaving the scene with that bit of menace, right? Right, you have Adam Cole go, Oh, that was a good line, bro. That was that was funny. <laughs> that was great. Know, they <laughs> fuck it up by and doing all, that, like, fucking uh, glad handing and fucking ass tapping. And it's like, What the <sighs> fuck are you idiots doing?
1: Yeah, well, that's the whole point. They're a bunch of idiots, bro. That's what they're portraying. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? And it's true. Omega done such a great promo just for fucking Adam Cole, baby, to totally fuck up that whole fucking segment, bro.
9: Yeah, honestly, I just ugh. Yeah, <laughs> no good.
1: That that done my head in too, bro. I was I was kind of a little ticked off from that as well. It was just dumb. Like, what was the point of Kenny saying all that shit just for Adam Cole to do that?
9: Yeah, like you completely undercut everything that was done. It's like it's like it's like you know Undertaker being like in the ring <laughs> next to like Zack Ryder,
8: oh, right? God. And,
9: like, it's okay as long as Zack Ryder shuts the fuck up while Taker su- <laughs> you know, cuts his promo, right? Yeah. But if Taker's, like, cutting this menacing promo, and then he ends with, you will never rest in peace. <laughs> and Zack Ryder comes in and goes, whoa, 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 oh, you no. know it. It's like, oh, no, you, you just
1: fucked that whole segment. Oh, man. Why, dude?
6: <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs>
1: oh, fuck yeah. that guy. I'm so glad he's not in fucking the major leagues right now, man. I don't give a fuck what anybody fucking says. I ha- I hated him from day dot, bro. Even when he yeah. was part of the edge heads, I can't stand this guy, bro.
9: Day one shit for me, too. This guy's fucking yep. goofy. Big yep. time. <laughs> All right. So FTR cutting a promo in English. They talk about how uh, they're going to beat uh, the, uh, the Lucha brothers. Penta uh, cuts one in Spanish. Uh, pretty good. I, I I really, honestly, like if Penta could just bottle like 10% of his personality in Spanish into English, oh man, he'd be a fucking megastar. I agree, um,
1: man. And just before you continue on, this is what confuses me. Phoenix, on the other hand, can speak pretty great English, dude.
9: I don't understand mm-hmm. why Pentagon can't. So yeah, it's weird, bro. And... <laughs> And as much as I like Phoenix, he doesn't have the personality that Penta right, does. So exactly, it's like motherfucker. Exactly. If you could just mold you two together, you'd have a fucking superstar.
1: Yeah, it's true, man. And I'll, I'll get to a point as you continue. So continue on, Chris.
9: Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good little uh, back and forth promo here between the you know the two teams. Uh, it should be a good match. I'm hoping FTR goes over, but um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. That's well, all I had to say about that. Did you have something else you want yeah, to Yeah, I
1: just want to ask you, Did you, me and Jago were speaking last week on the blow-off, on the official first episode of the blow-off, and at, at Mark Media, just for everyone to know. And um, Jago asked me about FTR and what's with the green fucking suits they were wearing, right? And I'm like, what, well, you don't know the joke about them wearing the suits? Chris, I'm sure you understood why they were wearing those green fucking crap, right?
9: I no idea. Oh, you don't know either. Okay, well, let I me... I thought use... it was just like a Conquistadors thing. I don't, no, I don't
1: know. No, yeah, that's the perception, right? But it's not. It's actually a, a little slap to WWE. Do you remember when Vince McMahon wanted them to wear that shit, what they were wearing, and be like jokers? And that's why they left WWE in the first place? He... Oh... Uh
9: i remember it's, that you know i i did not hear about that because oh, i dude. think i think i've gotten numb to vince mcmahon's stupid fucking ideas like <laughs> wow,
0: well,
1: I, I can't believe i must be the only one that, that that actually got the easter egg there which made me laugh because i found that great because it's like ah, look what they're doing but um yeah basically they even leaked out the the actual um what do you call it the prototypes of how the the suits would look like wb use actual prototypes and it's exactly what well, Vince McMahon came up with, what they were wearing. So they decided to fucking wear them on Dynamite, which I found hilarious, but at the same time, pretty silly, at, you know. But it's it's a good little rib to back to WWE, you know what I mean? You wanted us to wear this shit? Well, here we are wearing it.
9: Yeah, no, I just, I wish, I wish they would have done the Conquistadors thing, because then the Conquistadors could have been champs in both WWE oh, and AEW. God. That would have been great.
1: Oh, please. And one other thing. <laughs> um me and Jago also brought up, which I, f- which I found pretty cool, what Jago mentioned, what do you think of this, uh, now picture this, if we get like a, 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 a group of like, Penta, Andrade, Phoenix, and uh, Alistair Black, now, and now imagine like, the House of Black, this group is called the House of Black, or whatever, right, so you've got Alistair Black, right, or Malachi Black, whatever, you've got, Phoenix Black or the Black Phoenix right mm-hmm. you also bring back Pentagon Dark but in this case you bring Pentagon Black if you get my drift right yeah. and you bring in fucking uh, and you've got fucking Andrade who, Andrade who can be La Sombra in his black suit with his black mask Los Ingo Bernables, De Mexico all over again but you bring Zelina Vega back into the crew right uh-huh. i don't know how long her contract is at wb but think about it it all adds up it all ties in zelina vega was andrade's manager right uh-huh. zelina Vega's also the wife of alistair black right she could be like that that uh that female character that's pulling all the strings bro mrs black
9: yeah i mean so we- wouldn't be awesome yeah listen jargo and i had this same conversation and i like i like the idea as long as they actually go all the way with it but that's my problem with a lot of these angles that aew there's a lot of half-ass pulling of angles where like listen like i'm i'm a big fan of aztec and mayan culture and i feel like and I feel like they're ripe for, for professional wrestling, right? Like they had the Eagle and Jaguar Warriors and they had like Shibalba, which was like their death god. You right, know, they. Right. I, I, I've actually been to Chichen Itza, which was That'd like a awesome. number of times, right, which is right. that was the Mayan capital, right? I've been there. I've seen the ball pits. I know like how cool the idea would be to have this demon worshiping guy along with these, you know, Mexican luchadores and have them focus on that kind of, you know, like that lucha underground kind of vibe to it. um, I'd be all for it. And I love the tie in with Zelina Vega. I think that's great. My problem is, here's what I think they're going to do. If they have them do anything together, they're just going to sit them next to each other and they're not going to change anything about their characters. You're just going to have rich guy Andrade. And demon worshiper Alistair Black, and they're just gonna say, Oh, they're a group now, and they're gonna come out, you know, every once in a while. And then when Andrade has his matches, he's gonna come out as the rich guy. And when Alistair Black has his matches, he's gonna come out as a lesion. And I mean, I love Malachi Black's current entrance, by the way. I like every time I'm like, Oh, fuck you,
1: bro. I love the song, I love everything about it.
9: But like, okay, yes as long as they actually pull the fucking trigger because i mean how long have we been waiting for the pinnacle to actually do something Ugh. together or seem like they're a part of the same fucking group Jesus i mean they did, they did a little bit of that in this episode right, right? right but how long has it been i mean jimmy when we started doing this show again i remember asking you is the pinnacle still a fucking thing Cause I don't see them. I don't see the t-shirts. I don't see this. They're not coming out to the same entrance music. They don't have similar gear even like it's completely separate from one another. And every once in a while, somebody on commentary says, Oh, they're a part of the, the pinnacle, but like show, don't tell fucking show me. So yes, I love the idea, but they got to pull the fucking trigger.
1: Yeah, I agree, 100%. The Pinnacle's still a mess, in my opinion, bro. I, I don't know if you just fucking blow it up right now or what or what the hell, because uh, they're all running around, like, and I've said this already in the past, but like Headless chooks, bro. Like MJF is yeah. doing his thing. Sure, we had, and we'll get to that, we had a little group segment, right? Yeah. But where's the rest of the boys? Whatever happened to fucking Blanchard? Where's Tully at,
9: man? I mean... Okay, so you had the three of them tonight, but where's like where's FTR? Yeah, where's, what's F T? Is, is FTR even
1: part of the crew? Because it feels like they're not.
9: I don't know. And a few weeks ago, you had Sean Spears kind of come in and help FTR, but then MJF and Wardlow were nowhere to be seen, and it's like, I don't know, man. I like ugh. the one thing I will say for Eric Bischoff. For all of the problems that that like people can have with eric bischoff and as a bret hart fan you know i'm not (laughs) the biggest eric Eric bischoff fan but but when he when he brought people together in a group you knew they were in the fucking group like there was no question right the four horsemen all came out they all came out together they all held up four fingers like every fucking time it was all four of them would come out and they'd hold up their four fingers and they had t-shirts that said four horsemen and when the nwo was a thing everybody had matching t-shirts half of the guys came out to the same fucking entrance music right there was never a question about are these guys is this still a thing is this still a thing is this still a thing where in aew it just feels like no matter what tony books it's like from one week to the next he can't be fucked to even connect it
1: you're right man and i don't understand that i just don't get it i really don't bro it's true
9: me either all right well anyway um speaking of things that i that i can't be fucked to worry about um <laughs> tony shivani's in the ring and he calls out sting. <laughs> i love this <these. laughs> because uh he, he did the it's
0: Sting. <laughs>
9: yeah yeah i'm 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 so sick of sting at this point um <laughs> no Oh, so tired wasn't it of Sting? you, bro? That was so excited for him when he appeared. Do you remember that, Chris? What happened, bro? Dude, that that episode between Sting coming back and the whole like connection with Impact Wrestling—that it looked like they were going to actually go full for, full throttle with—and didn't. I remember saying to you, "This this was like one of the best nights in wrestling I can remember in ten yeah, years."
1: Yeah, you were damn excited, bro. I remember that 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 week clearly, bro. Like it was
9: yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, you had Sting come out and it's this dark moment and he doesn't say anything and he just comes out and it's like awesome, right? You just feel this like electricity. And then the next night you have him come to the ring smiling with bubbles and then and then he just comes out and he's like, he's like, hey, Tony, it's great to see you about <laughs> it. Hey, how much how much is this fucking little weirdo paying you? He's fucking paying me a boatload, man. Hey, yeah. Hey, Florida. Hey, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> <It was laughs> That's like, <cold>. What the <laughs> fuck? Oh, <laughs> you had man. Freddy fucking Krueger and you just had him come in and tell jokes for five minutes. Why? <laughs> Shit.
1: Oh, man, you killed it, Chris. That was good, bro. <laughs> Ugh.
9: All right. Anyway, before he can talk, thank God, MJF interrupts. Uh, he comes out, he, sa- he calls Sting, and I quote, Darby's emo daddy.
1: Yo, that was which... gold. That was great, bro. <laughs> Fuck, did
9: that ever make <laughs> you laugh? Um, he, you know, keeps sort of talking Sting down. He gets in the ring and he says that because of Sting's friendship, Darby is now in the same place physically as Lex Luger.
1: Oh, <laughs> that was bad, dude. That was harsh. That was harsh big time, bro.
9: <laughs> oh, that was like, oh, that's stiff. That's
1: like... You see... <laughs> This is where I'm starting to have a problem with MJF's uh promos now though. As great as they are, and don't make no mistake about it, they're fucking great, bro. They really are, right? But damn man, let's see some versatility here instead of doing the cheap heat promos. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, anyone can do that. But I'm not that's not a gripe, it's just a little pick. You know what I mean? Because he does it yeah. great. No doubt about it. He's fucking awesome on the mic but i like to see a bit more versatility. That's all.
9: Yeah. I'm with you. And I think that they're, I don't know. They continue that they, they continue to hit like these really, really hard lines. And then he just gets sort of an easy win against the people he's talking to, which is, I get it. It builds the heat, but you completely bury your baby faces. Like, Absolutely. honestly, dude, Pillman. I'm like, oh, I'm still shaking Pillman? my head. Where the fuck is Pillman? He's fucked. He's buried. You can't (laughs) bring him back on TV. (laughs)
1: Fuck. Where's Pillman? And you know what? I'm glad you brought Pillman up because I heard a TK interview a couple of weeks ago where he brought up Pillman and that incident where he claims, see, we built him up in Cincinnati. He's become a huge star now. And I'm thinking, what the fuck are you talking about, TK? No. You've killed the guy, man. He's gone. He's dead. That's it. Where is he? On Dark?
9: Where the fuck I is mean, he? Yeah, maybe he needs to stay in Cincinnati. Because Cincinnati. Like, Shoutouts to the R yeah. uh,
1: to the B, to the V. By the <laughs> way, <laughs>
9: listen. And if I'm in Cincinnati and that guy's supposed to be my representative, I'm just going. Uh, I think he might be from Cleveland. Honestly, ooh,
1: ooh. he's well. He's he'd not be with better us. off if he was from Cleveland. Actually, Chris. <laughs> mm. <laughs> fuck Cincinnati. <Schittanetti. laughs>
9: honestly but uh yeah no so i don't know they just there's something about the way that they're booking with mjf where they need they need the guy to eat shit sometimes like <laughs> yeah. and he's good enough on the mic he can eat shit sometimes like i've like i've always said like you know um thank god for the versatility of some of some performers like a kevin owens he can get squashed by goldberg and then give him four minutes on the microphone before a big match and you're going to believe he can win Absolutely. Like, none of us believed that he had a real chance against Roman Reigns earlier this year, but most of us watched that and we were pretty intrigued by the match. It was like, oh, good. Yeah. Kevin Owens will make a good program. And he did have a good program with Roman Reigns in spite of everybody knowing he had no chance. But the reason why he's able to do that is because he can talk so well and mjf is untouchable on the microphone the guy could take pin after pin after pin you'd still still he'd come out and you'd be like oh this fucking guy and that's the feeling you want to have absolutely with your, with your heels you want to be like oh this fucking guy
1: it's pro wrestling 101 man i mean it is but yeah it is what it is i mean and like i said it's just a little gripe man i love what he's doing so let's not get that twisted I really do like what he's doing, but I just want to see something more from him, like more versatility. That's all.
9: Yeah, I agree. Um, Spears and Wardlow jump sting. um, MJF basically like holds him up and does like the, you know, Darby come get your dad because I beat him up (laughs) um, promo, which is fine. Uh, They'll get a little more into this whole thing with the pinnacle. Um, later on, but I'm personally happy to see Spears and Wardlow get a little bit of TV time.
1: Absolutely. I agree. And and this is what confuses me. I think Wardlow and Spears look like a million bucks, bro. Especially even Spears, man. Like, Wardlow is a yeah. guaranteed star. Spears, who did he piss off, man? How do they not look at this guy and say he's money, but always feeding fucking chicken shit instead of chicken salad, bro?
9: Yeah, I, again like i actually feel really strongly like he is perfect for the the tnt title division like he should be a mainstay in that mid card like upper mid card type division he's like you said he looks like a million bucks he has a he has great presence he's he's slick in the ring
1: absolutely
9: what doesn't he have what is he missing does, is, is, does he just need to do a Canadian Destroyer and then they'll put him in the main event or what? Like- <laughs> well, I, I just don't
1: understand, man. Is he not more jacked than he's ever been, bro? He looks jacked. He looks mean. He looks like a badass, bro. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how you're wasting this guy. Like, literally. I don't know. And it, and it goes both ways. Even in WWE, he was under contract in WWE for so many years and it took years just for him to, to get a, a little bit of a run as the perfect 10 and he was small when he was the perfect 10. Right now, man, the dude is looking jacked and mean, bro, and he still gets treated like shit.
9: Yep. Absolutely, man. And um Yeah, I I don't know. It it's even when he was the perfect 10 there, it was like, you know, I have heard that Vince McMahon's reaction to him getting the pop that he did, which he continuously got like Good reactions from the crowd. Absolutely. They like that fucking 10 thing. Fuck yeah. So right? did I, bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. And Vince McMahon was like, oh, he's just an entrance. <sighs> yeah. The just Ultimate like- Warrior was just an entrance. Yeah. Like-
1: just like fucking oh, uh, Rusev, Rusev Day. Remember that?
9: Oh, they're yeah. just saying that because they're giving you shit. This guy, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Like, who cares? The fucking <sighs> crowd's reacting. And they were buying t shirts. Like, he was the number one seller doing, at one Vince? point, bro.
1: Can you believe that shit? Man, Those yeah. Rusev Day fucking shirts were selling like fucking hotcakes. Yep. And I used yep. to love his little intro, you know, Rusev Day.
9: Yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> and everyone's like um, Rusev,
1: day. Rusev
9: Day, and that was brilliant, bro. It was good stuff. And then, uh, and then apparently uh, Aiden English slept with Lana, which
1: <sighs> yeah, just like everybody did apparently.
9: Yeah. Because that has nothing to do with well, – one of those things has nothing to do with the other. The fact that Rusev left and then Lana got booked to be the slut <laughs> has no, has nothing to do with it. Yeah, nothing. right, Vince. We yeah. all fucking know you, you weird, angry old man. <laughs> That's good <laughs> shit, pal. That's good shit. It's <laughs> shit anyway. So anyway, Britt Baker cutting a promo backstage. Um, she says that Ty Conti likes to show off her ass, and we all well. appreciate it, Britt yes we
1: do <laughs> well well
9: uh basically she just says she wants to beat up ty conti at the pay-per-view blah 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 dmd who cares uh yeah <laughs> i have nothing to add to this other than okay whatever why ty conti by the way <sighs> who the fuck knows jimmy like <laughs> they the, this is what they're main eventing with is Britt baker who is Honestly, like she's a really good performer. Um, and Ty Conti, who I am legitimately not sure is TV ready. No um definitely not. That's what they're main eventing their pay-per-view with with for their women's championship, and they needed a secondary belt for the women's division. Why
1: I don't have a fucking clue.
9: <laughs> yeah. No. It's like if it's like if the WWE had to main event WrestleMania with uh, Curtis Axel versus oh Aiden English for the World Championship and then they needed three more belts underneath like no you don't you you definitely don't need more belts if this is what your fucking main event is well, I agree 100% bro alright anyway speaking of shit matches uh, Penelope Ford versus Ruby Soho um, yeah this was just
1: <laughs> the more I see Soho the more I don't like her bro now
9: I like I like I I actually like her. I like Soho. I think that she's a really good um she's really good at selling. Like um she had a match a couple weeks ago against the Bunny and both the Bunny and Penelope Ford are rough performers. Man. Holy shit, are they not good? Oh, um but please. she had a match against the Bunny and it was an obvious carry job by Soho. Like I said it, it wasn't like Bret Hart tom mcgee but it was pretty <laughs> close like <laughs>
1: uh but i just think i think uh, i just think soho looks exposed in AEW, bro a little bit
9: i don't think she's well, good enough because to she, carry
1: matches yet
9: i like i i i actually agree with you i, I don't think it's her i, I think she, they keep putting her in there against performers that exactly are just not even close to fucking mm-hmm. ready for television
1: that's true. Penelope
9: ford and the bunny are Fucking bad in the ring, like yeah. And you know what's funny? Like uh the bunny used
1: to be half decent in Impact Wrestling, bro. I, I felt she was a lot better in Impact.
9: She's and a then, wonderful character, right? Wonderful. She can act. I hate her wrestle. face.
1: Her face. Uh, the way she fucking does her fucking facials, bro. Like, it annoys me, man. I don't know why. It just, it just does. But yeah, each said their in own, I guess
9: yeah um anyway soho wins with the roll up nobody cares um nobody. nobody all right mjf is backstage he's hanging out with spears uh spears is shining his chair which was <laughs> okay he always um, does that or, he's
1: the chairman right i mean he's La like, like parka bro
9: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes great call back to wcw <laughs> um Wardlow comes up and he asks MJF what last week was about and MJF says, Oh, you know, just uh, stuff happens and, you know, don't worry about it. And, um, you know, just because like, you know, you've been struggling a little bit. So, uh, you know, you know, you and Spears are going to be accountability buddies, (laughs) um, which is corporate speak for like somebody who's going to help keep you accountable or whatever. Um, (laughs) Basically it's like, you guys are going to stooge on each other to the office. So don't fuck up. Uh, (laughs) that i found that interesting i'm glad that they're at least attaching the pinnacle together a little bit but okay we'll see where this goes
1: (laughs) well we'll see because it might not go anywhere bro that's how it feels so i mean we'll see what happens
9: yep um all right so uh next up here we've got a match with uh fish versus green um i really enjoyed this match it was a quick squash um fish uh his striking looks really really good it's Big solid pass, it's it's stiff um and i'm starting to just believe that he was wasted in nxt um, yeah i mean it's they, true he they just never great. took advantage of him
1: no it's true bro i'm actually starting to enjoy him too man i like his main streak too bro
9: yeah absolutely um fish uh beats up green a little bit after the match and then uh punk comes in and makes the save uh looks like those two are going to have a match that should be a really good match but
1: <sighs> but punk's going to fucking win that's the problem bro I don't even care if he wins he needs a fucking program yeah give him a fucking feud you're right i mean give him a fucking program i mean there's no program i mean we're still getting these fucking i love you chicago every week it feels like he's in chicago but I even know that yeah. they haven't been, but you know what I'm saying? Philly
9: cheesecakes. And... Uh, yeah.
1: Philly, che- Philly fucking cheesecakes. Maybe he was talking about himself, you know what I mean? Like Philip Philly. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what he was meaning because he looks like a fucking cheesecake. I mean, seriously, I don't know, man. Yeah, we need a program. And this is the problem. I guess they, wanted, they thought that signing Bryan Danielson and uh, CM Punk was going to move the needle. It moved the needles... V- all very slightly right but you know what it is really it's not that they're not big stars it's the fact that there's nothing really going on i mean even with brian danielson right Uh what's his program yeah i mean nothing, nothing what happened with kenny like what's going on with kenny like i know i get it hangman and shit he's moved on to hangman but that's it where we go from now and then you got cm punk where do we go with him like what, this is getting
9: me to a program tk you're the booker of the year you know what the fuck's going on please absolutely and you know like when they first when they first debuted right like lots of people were really excited i'm one of them i was very me excited too. to see both of these guys absolutely. come you know coming into aew i thought okay great these guys are both good in ring they're both good storytellers i personally believe that brian that brian danielson is one of the absolute Period, best period in the world. Period, um, absolutely. But <laughs> TK was like, you know, I mean, like this, <laughs> this, uh, this was like when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash debuted oh on Nitro. Oh
3: god! Like,
9: uh, you know, it, it's, it's like, it's <sighs> like that only, it's like that only bigger. <clears throat> wow! Okay.
1: Can you believe this guy that he actually said that shit, bro? I wanted uh, to throw up when I heard that shit, bro. I was like, is and- this guy all right? Is he normal? Is is he on drugs? And if he is, and listen, give me some of that shit because damn, that's delusional, uh, bro.
9: Cocaine's <laughs> you know what a saying? hell of a drug, Jimmy.
1: <laughs> hey, maybe. Because this guy does uh, not have a fucking clue what he's talking about and clearly he doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, but does he really understand professional wrestling, man?
9: I think that he does not because, okay, listen, I, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm willing to accept the premise at least that this is comparable to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash jumping <sighs> ship. And even, and even to say that at the time, you know, in wrestling circles, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and, and Brian Danielson are bigger stars to wrestling audiences Oof. Then Scott Hall and oh. Kevin Nash were at the time. Now here's here's oh. the thing, right? I don't know. About I'm, that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm willing to accept the premise, okay? Because right. people will point to Scott Hall was never a world champion. So right? what, man? People will point to Kevin Nash was you know champ for a year, but basically like they buried him on the way out. Like he was considered to okay. be a failure okay. as a champ. But right? I continue. No, I, listen. In in real world obviously Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were bigger stars, but in terms of like the actual wrestling, you know, like the, the, the work of it, you could say that Daniel Bryan, you know, Bryan Danielson and CM Punk were more successful pro wrestlers. Um, uh, here's well, the problem.
1: Because I think Scott Hall was great in the ring personally.
9: Oh yeah, no, but I mean like in terms of the kayfabe. Right.
1: Purists. Like, They're purists. He was only, I get it.
9: He was only ever a uh, an intercontinental champion. Right. right, but to say he's
1: and I know you're not saying that, but I'm just saying, no. Like, like, for people to say that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash weren't two of the biggest stars in professional wrestling, period, yeah. you're on fucking hardcore shit, bro.
9: No, because... yeah, you're definitely on crack. And I mean, <laughs> listen, time. I, I, you know, we've we've had conversations before about like, you know, what do you do with a uh, with a uh, Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling, right? Well, right. I've I've said like, if if you want me to answer like, take everything into account and tell me of pro wrestling who should be on the Mount Rushmore, it's Bruno Hulk Flair and brett for me. Those are absolutely, the four guys,
1: absolutely right. But
9: for my own personal fandom, Scott Hall's on my fucking Mount Rushmore. I flat out fucking love Scott Hall as a pro wrestler. Me he too was,
1: bro. I was a big fucking Razor Ramon Scott Hall fan big time bro.
9: Absolutely. Okay, so we're, we're we're we agree with each other but what I'm saying is like I understand the premise. Now here's the thing, right? If Eric Bischoff had signed Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and he had brought them in on the same night, right? right. And completely separated them from one another, right? They don't have anything to do with each other. And he brought in Scott Hall to just come out and wrestle. And he brought in Kevin Nash to just come out and wrestle. Would they have been what they were?
1: Probably not, but that would have been a no. stupid move though, because that were together a lot, even in WWE anyway. So yes, them along... it would have
9: been really stupid right. to just bring these huge fucking deals into the company and then done absolutely fuck all with them well tk that's what you fucking did <laughs> that's true You brought that's in so these true. huge fucking wrestling stars and you just were like oh yeah you know just go out and have a good match way to go bud yeah that's fast job what huh? i said bro and you know what
1: and for all the naysayers out there that that will argue kevin Nash was fucking nothing he fucking you know all he done he was his quads all the time and and scott hall wasn't as big of a star as as people make out he was bullshit The minute them two jumped over to fucking WCW, just look at the ratings, bro. Yep. Enough said. Those motherfuckers were getting watched by tens of millions of people, right? Well, not tens of millions, but over 10 million every week compared to this. They're barely struggling to get a million. We got people arguing not about the ratings, but over demographics, bro.
9: Yeah. No, it's so small time. It's so it's so fucking lame people are arguing about this stuff and here's the thing man like and i i see this all the time i see people being like oh why can't people just be fans of everything and it's like okay here's why i can't do wwe anymore because i i I, like obviously every pretty much everybody who's a wrestling fan started as a wwe fan right no doubt i was i was one of those guys right absolutely i can't fucking watch it anymore man I gave it enough chances and enough times and enough opportunities. I tried coming back so many fucking times. I tried coming back. There's, there's a good chance at some point in my life, I will give it another fucking shot, Jimmy. (laughs) But at this point, you've got this, you've got this girl over here on, on your, on your left. Right. And she's, she's new to your life. Right. And she's not perfect but you can tell she's trying for you, right? Absolutely. Like she's really trying to make you happy, right? She's not perfect. She makes mistakes, etc., right? But she's not just flat out like fucking over, right? She's not just fucking you over. She's She's a good girl. She's a good woman. She so tries, she, she tries. That's right. And then on the right hand, You've got this chick who you've you've known since oh. you were in high school. You've been <laughs> boyfriend and girlfriend 18 fucking times. You've uh, broken up 18 fucking times. She's cheated on you. She's stolen money from you. She's fucking, she's fucked your brother. She's like, she's done all these terrible fucking things. And then, you know, and then there's people in your life going, oh, how come you don't just love both of them?
1: <laughs> you yeah, know, that's the bitch that you know, She's bad for you, and you know you need to break up with her, but you just keep coming back because you want to fucking give her a try. But one try, too much. You know what I mean? At one point, you just got to say, fuck this bitch. I used to love her, but I just don't love her anymore. But I want to love her.
9: Like Common said, I used to love her. Exactly.
1: I was going to say that, bro, and that's a great track. I love that fucking track, bro. That's a great That's, common track. I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna fucking say it too. That's exactly <laughs> what went through my head when I said it, and it's true. I used to couple used of hip to hop her.
9: heads doing a podcast.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, we used to love her, but not anymore, man.
9: Yeah, but I'm gonna take it back, hoping that the shit stop. Because who I'm talking about, y'all, is hip hop. Oh
1: okay, damn, anyway. man! Now you're gonna make me put that as an intro, bro, for
9: sure. <laughs> <Again>. Sweet,
1: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but anyway continue on, all P. right
9: all right here um so next up here we've got leo rush um he he makes a tag match for him and dante to face the sidell brothers um cool. great <laughs> uh yeah can, can leo rush needs a different gimmick no like we've got Monty matt hardy we've got the rich mexican guy in andrade and we've got the other rich guy like there's not three million dollar mans can we fucking You're get right. it? your own original fucking gimmick?
1: You're right. But to be fair to the fucking little rush, not Leo Rush, little rush, right? Mm. He was doing that before money, Matt Hardy in WWE. As a matter of fact, remember Lashley, yeah. Lashley. So who's really copying you, bro?
9: Yeah, fine. But then have Matt change. Like, somebody needs to fucking change we can't have three fucking guys all doing the i'm rich gimmick and i mean really that's they njf's gimmick too
1: yeah i mean yeah it's true except the the difference is that's legit he grew up as a little snot-nosed jewish rich kid bro that's
9: true yeah i know know (laughs) that's facts bro facts bro facts (laughs) bro anyway yeah i don't know i i want i want I want to be interested in Leo rush, but I'm not because he's just, I'm rich wrestler, which
1: I just don't great. like him, bro. I'm, I've never been into him. He, he's like, in you know, in many ways where mm. these guys are all they, all they do is bitch about everything. Everything's racist. Everything is this and that. And then I'm quitting. I'm retiring. Just like, what's that chick's name again, bro. He keeps fucking, she was, she came out saying she's got, Kylie Ray? right? Right apparently she's got substance abuse what substance that is i don't know i don't know if it's cock or if it's drugs but (laughs) because i've heard rumors on both sides bro i'm not gonna lie but uh yeah i don't know what's going on with her because she had a lot of fucking talent and she's just wasting it and it's the same with ach and the same with leo rush you can't trust i think think she needs to be
9: medicated I, i honestly like from what i've heard from from what's going on with her life she needs she needs to get on lithium and uh, and sort that shit out because she's yeah she's mentally unwell i don't i'm not even saying that as like a to make fun of her i I mean really she should get some fucking help already because there's something really wrong with her brain
1: yeah i just don't understand man like i get it that's what you call depression and whatnot or bipolar but i'm hearing she's got substance abuse and that's what's fucking her up so I don't know, man. I I don't know. But Kylie, have you ever listened to us, man? You're wasting your talent, girl. You used to have it, man. But now you just, I don't know. I'm even, I was even hearing that she's a bit of a, she gets around, bro. Just like Tupac.
9: Which, honestly, though, that's very common for people with, with, Bipolar and with mental health problems yeah because you well you go through these periods of mania right like so the depression is is what people sort of focus on but mania can be just as damaging because you feel untouchable. Right, right. You feel untouchable and everything's great and everything's wonderful. Right. So if, if you're in that kind of a a mood and a guy kind of flirts with you, right, your reaction is like, this is wonderful. Everything's (laughs) wonderful. And so a lot of people with, with, you know, severe mental health problems will you know, have sex with a lot of people, you know, and sometimes in very dangerous ways and circumstances because they just can't see the the danger in front of them because right. of the mania that's going on. So anyway, Kylie, honestly, um, you know, if you're listening, I, I hope you get well and um, I, I hope you, uh, I hope you're okay. That's honestly what Absolutely. I feel about that. All right. Moving on here uh, to someone who is definitely, definitely not okay by the end of this match, Lance <laughs> Archer and Eddie Kingston um the, the match gets off to a quick start here lance archer comes out there's some pyro for him i thought that was kind of cool yeah. um eddie just jumps right on him doesn't even let him finish the entrance um inside the ring uh kingston reacts to a really big chop by uh i thought this was hilarious so archer shoves him in the corner hits him with a big fucking chop right and kingston you know kind of sells it like oh that fucking hurt right and you could tell it hurt him <laughs> yeah. and he reacts by poking lance archer in the eyes that made me fucking laugh like i <laughs> laughed out loud as i was watching that i was like i fucking love it kingston sometimes oh he's funny absolutely uh, anyway kingston takes a serious beating here from archer um you know kingston's got like a rough you know rough house kind of style and to be to be fair logically that wouldn't work for him against someone the size of lance archer you know it's great that you're plucky and you're scrappy but if you're plucky and you're scrappy and that's the only style you can bring to the ring and you're facing kane you're fucked like you you know you you have to be able to get one up on a guy the size and skill of a lance archer so it worked well um and then archer went for a moonsault and he just flat out landed on his head (laughs) yeah what the fuck was he thinking bro i you know what it's a move he's done lots and he's done plenty of other like really impressive moves but like i don't know um well
1: well let me just say this lance i know you're a friend of jargo's you're a friend of like the Hamin media group and i've spoken to you on numerous occasions myself lance but bro you're six foot five six foot six however tall you are and you're like over 300 pounds Dude, no fucking moonsaults off the fucking top
9: rope, please. Yeah, or do it at a fucking pay-per-view when it matters. Like, Like, save that shit. You got some really cool moves that you can do? That's great, but save it for when it's going to actually matter. And, yeah, like, a guy like Lance Archer just needs to be working like a fucking monster. Like, think Kane in 97, right? Like, or 99. Like, just be fucking big and strong and beat the crap out of people that way and you know chase guys around the ring if they're if they're trying to beat you with quickness or whatever but honestly why is a guy this big doing a fucking moonsault because like the fact that he can do it that's really cool and everything but it means that like later on in the night when matt seidel does a moonsault you're like so
1: yeah i know it's fucking stupid bro it is fucking stupid. So, like I said, Lance, don't do it. Not even on pay per view, bro. You don't need to. Less is more. Remember that, yeah. Lance. Please,
9: bro. And honestly, I think that other than like some of the move set stuff that he does, Lance actually has a lot of tools to be a star. Like, he does, he's, bro. He he's does. got a great look. He's big. He's strong uh he's got he's got a certain kind of a charisma like kind of a wild charisma do you know what i yeah, mean yeah like definitely you world see world the world. way he looks and it, it's almost like watching like a, a wild animal like out for the hunt do you know what i mean and i just uh, honestly stop with the fucking salts. that's enough you're gonna kill yourself
1: i agree 100 bro i mean fuck i don't get i don't understand why he does it like i said i, I just don't get it and i've followed his career do the shit days in TNA to the fucking, to his even worse days in WB as as Vance Archer. But it's his yeah. New Japan persona that definitely made him, in my opinion. This is your Suzuki-gun, Lance Archer, which by all means is the best version. But damn, bro. No need to impress us, man. We know you got it. Just, just do your five moves of doom, bro. You know, the big man moves.
9: <laughs> That's it honestly watch some kevin nash yeah like I, I know everybody makes fun of kevin nash and the five moons of, you know all he ever did was a big boot a power bomb and a knee in the corner yeah, yeah? he did he and would meet it yeah and that motherfucker made like 15 million dollars as a pro exactly. wrestler exactly
1: and heck i don't care what anyone says he was one of my favorites growing up too bro even <laughs> as diesel
9: Yep, no, he was great. Um, anyway, I was impressed with Lance with Archer's uh willingness to finish this match because he could have been, I mean, I, I don't know, like he could have been really seriously hurt and he at least hung in there long enough, uh, for, uh, for Kingston to get the uh, the roll up win here. Um, tough, I appreciate that. You know, as a Canadian wrestling fan, I think that's great whenever somebody can show some toughness like that, but. Oof, brother. Oof. Take care of yourself. Brother. Um yeah. Um Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Dan Lambert are in the ring. Uh Page cuts a good promo here. Uh the segment goes way too long. Uh <laughs> I I'm not gonna pretend to even try to fucking follow all of this. Basically, there was a challenge for a tag match. Sammy comes out and says yes. But this segment lasted for like 10 minutes and what I just said is all you need to know. Like,
1: well, I just want to say I actually didn't mind this segment, man, and and the men of the year are really starting to grow on me, bro.
9: They can both cut a good promo. I they just can. I don't. I don't like Sammy on the stick yet. I I know he needs time on there if he's going to become a star. Like, and I think he's got the potential, but. Oof.
1: I think it was a good promo, dude, that he did this time around, Though I actually thought I felt he was all right, man. He wasn't as bad as other times. I think a lot of people cut him too much slack, bro. Like, I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for on the mic. He's trying, bro. Well, yeah, he's trying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I, I personally like him on the mic, so I don't know, man. I mean,
9: yeah. yeah it is what it I, is. I mean, I, I love him in the ring, um, especially as a heel. Uh, I think that he's i think that as a baby face there's some there's some things he needs to get better at but i mean he's very young he's got a long time he's got huge potential and um yeah i'm definitely not going to be the guy who you know once said that sammy guevara wasn't going to be a superstar because i actually think that that's going to be a really bad take in in 10 years So, so yeah I think he's, I think he's, he's got a lot of potential. I think that there's a good chance that he becomes a real breakout star in AEW. And, um, I like the men of the year too. I actually, I think Scorpio sky is coming into his own as a heel. And I think Ethan page is underrated on the mic. I think, Oh
1: dude, Ethan page, I feel like has gone on to another level now with this Mm. character that he's portraying, because think about it from his TNA impact wrestling days. He was all right. Even then, but now he's just so much better bro i think he's very underrated on the mic like you said i think he's so much better than people also give him credit for and i want to hate this guy but you know what he's he's starting to grow on me bro like he's really starting to grow on me i like the way he he, his expressions are i like the way he comes out to the ring all cocky he's your typical look here you know you know how we call my salespeople like me wogs right right well he's your stereotypical wog bro (laughs) yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? With the shirt, the fucking gold chains. You get my drift, right? Yep. That's what he is, and I kind of like that. You know what I mean? It makes me laugh. But even Scorpio Sky, even though I feel like he needs to say more on the mic, but I get why he doesn't. But Lambert, man, he's just too good on the mic. I mean, what can you say? I mean, seriously.
9: Yeah, he needs to slow down just a touch. He
1: Which he did. To, uh... He did, I think, this week, dude. I actually think he did.
9: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Like. Yeah. I think you're right. I think this week he was a little bit slower. He let like he would speak a sentence and then he would let the audience sort of absorb it. It's which. True. Yeah, that's good because he's been doing this thing where he he's got like a soliloquy to say and he just runs right through it. Blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Blah, like and Knifell what he's stops. saying is. Yeah. <laughs> and what he's saying is really good shit. But it's like it's so okay damn. if the crowd chants what like let them.
1: Yeah. Or shut the fuck up. Let him fucking say that. You know what I mean? Just shut up. Shut the fuck up while they're chanting that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what
9: exactly. I
0: mean?
9: Yep. And just make fun of them. Do That's it. that kind of stuff. But yeah, actually, I, I really feel like... Um, I actually really feel like the personality that they're trying to get over with Ricky Starks is what Ethan Page should be. Like,
2: Yeah,
1: see? Good. That's a yeah. great point. That is a fucking great point, Chris. Maybe we should be calling you the professor from now on because... That was a fucking great point, because they essentially are the sort of the same character, right? Mm. But Ethan Page is so much better, though.
9: He's a million times better. I, I know a lot of people have like a lot of big, you know, feelings towards Ricky Starks. I've I've seen people. I don't understand, like, bro. I honestly, man, I'm I'm watching it. I'm trying to fucking see it. You I know? don't see it, bro. It's not that I don't see anything. Like I see something. There's a, there's a spark there, but. <laughs> I mean I've I've seen people compare him to the fucking Rock oh, and I'm like God. y'all are smoking some fucking crack. I don't know oh. what you're talking
1: about. That makes me sick, bro. The only comparison I can say is when he wears his fucking loafers and his 90s Versace shirts. Yeah.
9: Yeah, I mean if he wears a gold chain and a fucking turtleneck, maybe maybe then he'll remind <laughs> me of the Rock, but I I don't I don't see it.
1: He does not have the fucking charisma of the Rock. I don't give a fuck what anybody says out there you guys are tripping hard
9: yeah no and i and i and i do think that ethan page is a better character um by a lot like a lot a lot
0: <laughs>
9: yeah no doubt <laughs> all right well next up here we've got uh, uh brandon cutler taking on jungle boy so you know what that means jimmy well
1: Get the (laughs) fuck out of here, bro. (laughs) Seriously. Although I was a little more impressed with jungle boy, but we'll get to that.
9: Yeah. I like this match. He showed some aggression. He he showed a little bit of aggression here. It was a quick squash match. Um, Yeah. uh, He looked good here. Um, He takes the mic. He calls out anyone from the elite. Um, is, uh, so Jungle Boy can speak. That's cool. Um, <laughs> and he didn't sound like he was completely out of place. I mean, it was a very quick thing to say, but he sounded okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, hey, dude. He, there was a bit more aggression. There was a bit more grunt in his voice. Yeah. for For the first time, you could take him sort of seriously. But even he doesn't believe what he was saying. You can see it in his face, dude. It's, he's not really that type of person. You know what I mean? And I can't take him seriously. But it did surprise me. Like, I sort of looked up. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was looking at my phone during this match, right? But when he started talking at the end, I looked up like, what? Did he just say that? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? So that kind of impressed me. But at the same time, yeah, it's not Jungle Boy, bro. Unless they call him fucking uh, the Forest Boy or some shit. I don't fucking know. I I don't know, bro. Yeah. Just if he wasn't Jungle Boy, maybe, but he needs to fucking look more tougher. If you get my drift,
9: he's got to. Well, and here's my complaint with a lot of AEW guys and a lot of AEW guys who people seem to think are you know have a real you know good strong future in wrestling because yeah. like I, they're they're just the same. Fu- they're the like for a lot of these guys who debuted on the on the on the first episode or the first month of of Dynamite, they have not moved a fucking inch forward yeah it's true dude jungle boy is in the exact same fucking costume he has the exact same move set he does the exact same fucking mannerisms he has now had all of one like three word fucking promo in two fucking years jimmy it's true bro it's fucking true
1: that's why i looked up i was like what yeah he's actually cutting a promo
9: I mean up till this week i would have said for sure that anna J was on top when they had sex like every time <laughs> like there's no way he's got enough bass in his voice to like actually you know well, well throw, he, you know he must have been a, doing it doggy style
1: his, you know. this time bro he was yeah in control, it, it bro. seemed
9: like yeah exactly he seemed like he was grabbing <laughs> that ass a little bit that's you know and
1: slapping it too while he was at it
9: fucking a good for him no, uh, yeah. but but yeah, my problem with him is the same problem that I have with Orange Cassidy. The same problem Ugh. that I have with Pac, the same problem that I have with, you know, name a fucking wrestler who's been there. Darby Allen. I mean, where's Darby at? They're still dressing in the exact same fucking way. They're still working in the exact same fucking way. They're they have, you know, in terms of their characters, right? Because you want to see development. Right. These these guys have not developed a step. Not one fucking inch forward. They are exactly the same. And I don't know, man. To me, if you're not moving forward, what are you doing? It's true. But in saying that, there's a lot of wrestlers that are in that
1: sort of purgatory role. I mean, like we were saying earlier, CM Punk hasn't fucking really grown since his freaking debut. I mean, it's not just the the younger wrestlers. It's practically the whole roster other than the elite. That are in this position and maybe Alistair Black.
9: Yeah, I well, and Al- Alistair Black debuted with a with a cool step forward, right? Absolutely. Like he's allowed to sort of stay where he is right now because he sure. did, I mean he he hasn't been there for that long, right? That's true. But if you're a if you're a comedian and you're doing the same fucking stand-up routine for 2 years, at a certain point like you got to get some new jokes. Like I agree. I don't care how good your shit fucking Runs, you know what I mean, or used to run at the fucking bingo hall in you know Orange Cassidy's case. Like, I don't care how popular you are with the fucking live crowd. It, it like, uh, this is this is this is my fucking problem with the IWC in general and with <laughs> AEW fans overall, right? And I, I don't mean to discourage everyone who likes AEW, I'm an AEW fan, okay?
0: Right. But
9: my problem is that these people are like, oh, listen to the fucking crowds, yes. The fucking crowds like when you see 15,000 people in Chicago cheering for Orange Cassidy, Chicago is like 8 million people. And the entirety of the 15,000 people who want to see Orange Cassidy are in that fucking building at that fucking moment. (laughs) If you want to get the rest of the, you know, 7.99 million people interested you have to have story progression and character progression like this guy he keeps like it's the same fucking one-note joke over and over again and jungle boy they gave him the fucking song hooray i i have something that i can bother jimmy with but that's about <sighs> the extent of like anything cool that jungle boy brings to this fucking act it's it's like what is he what is what what is the deal here is he actually a boy from the jungle no, he's Jack Perry. He's the fucking son <laughs> of... Beverly Hills, bro. Yeah, like, he's the son of the guy from Beverly Hills 90210. He's, like... But but he's Jungle Boy, and he hangs out yeah. with a dinosaur. and But and not really. Yeah.
1: Right. I know. It's fucking weird and stupid. I know. You're right, man. Because in reality, he's not from in no jungle. He's from... If you want to call Beverly Hills a freaking jungle, I mean... <laughs> by all means. But he grew up with a fucking silver spoon in his mouth. Let's be real. Not fucking... He wasn't eating food through leaves with leaves. You know what I'm saying?
9: Yeah. And I mean, his his ring gear hasn't fucking progressed. Just nothing about him is new. Nothing about him has any kind of steps forward. Anyway, speaking of steps, uh, Adam Cole, baby, uh, <laughs> comes out and uh, he basically just works the distraction so that the young bucks can jump in. They do the double super kick to the kid. Um, these guys beat the crap out of them. They, they haul them down to the stage. They're continually beating the crap out of them. I have a question, Jimmy. What's that? Where the fuck is Luchasaurus?
1: I guess he's got a sore ass, bro. I mean, I don't fucking know. Where, where is the fuck Luchasaurus? is Marco Stunt? Who? Oh, that dickhead. Uh, like maybe he was fucking... Um, I don't know where the fuck Marco Stunt was. Like who fucking knows? Maybe Luchasaurus was at school, bro
9: where's hangman page who has a problem with the elite
1: i guess he's hanging himself <laughs> I mean, the
9: fuck who
1: the fuck knows bro this is what i mean what was the point of being back hangman with all that fucking all that energy all that heat like you know for what for he gets nothing. a holiday again he's on the whole day yeah,
9: again bro for fucking nothing dude anyway jungle boy takes a big throw through some tables off the stage which looked impressive and everything but again like where's the fucking logic here like sometimes i swear to god like parts of the show it, like tk is just like all right uh yeah uh, matt and nick you guys write whatever you want and then they're just like Oh, you know what? You know what looks cool is when we throw somebody through a table. Who could we throw through a table? Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, let's throw Jungle Boy through a table. And then Arn Anderson's like, well, "What about Luchasaurus? What about him?" Well, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like, Christ. I swear, like, all these fucking old timers have to be looking at these, at some of this shit, and just being, and just shaking their fucking heads.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fucking retarded, bro. Like, maybe, look, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe these guys are too good for Saturday nights. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink. Yeah. Let's hope that's the case.
9: I, yeah, sure. Um, anyway, I, I don't know where they're going with this. It looks like Jungle Boy and Cole are going to maybe have a program, which... Oh,
1: a big whoop. And I bet you Jungle Boy will go over. I don't know why. I just got a bad feeling, bro. Hey.
9: <sighs> no like you're right like i i, I give up trying to fucking figure out what what tk is going to book because sometimes his booking decisions are so monumentally fucking stupid that i'm but, just left gobsmacked like what
1: but it's not just his booking decisions it's also his matchmaking decisions which totally doesn't make sense either sometimes
9: yep I, he's i mean honestly cm punk wrestling on tv is normal right it's overkill but i feel it's it's normal. It should not be fucking that's
1: normal. The problem, right? Same with Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Like fucking let, let him fucking hold them back a little bit, man. Just a little bit. You know what I mean? I get it, they're excited. So am I, so are you. But come on, man.
9: Yeah, you bring him in, you have you have them do one really good match that's just a match, right? Maybe two really good matches that are just matches but you you, you got to start a fucking program at some point you you gotta give me a story yeah i agree 100 give him fucking something to fucking do man give him a program just, like who said everything is just completely cold cm punk honestly dude cm punk coming back was huge huge um, for the wrestling community right like and <laughs> honestly like because i Cause I keep saying like, there's a difference between the wrestling community and the eight plus million people who used to watch wrestling. Right? <laughs> right. Which is who you need to be trying to get to watch your fucking show. And, you know, to that eight plus million, you know, we had a little tingling in our ear when someone was like, Oh, CM Punk made a, made a return. And you're like, you're like, oh that's kind of cool so like a couple people like watched right a couple people tuned in i i remember like my my nephew you know, said something about um said asked me something about uh, oh like i heard sam punk came back to wrestling because my friend's into wrestling and like I, I liked cm punk and i was like i was shocked i didn't even know he ever fucking watched i was like oh <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, AEW is pretty cool, and I was telling him all about AEW, and he was like, "Yeah, right on. I'll, I'll try. To, I'll try to watch that next week." And if if what came out of CM Punk coming back was like, "Oh, CM Punk's doing this really cool angle where they're doing this story where like this really cool thing is happening, and CM Punk's like at the center of it," it, it could have you would have actually had incremental growth. Right.
1: Absolutely. But they brought
9: CM Punk back with all this fanfare and all of this like excitement. Through the wrestling world, and now it's just like, oh, CM Punk's wrestling, yeah. Water's wet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What's new? In other words, I know, man. They don't even make you miss him, dude. No.
9: And it's no, and they start off every fucking show with cult of personality, and then he comes out and he glad and he jumps with the fans and oh, I'm so happy to be here. I fucking love you, Philadelphia. I fucking love you. (laughs) And he also comes out and and says
1: that I know it's probably bothering the fans that he's doing happy feel bullshit. I mean, he admits it, but yet here we are getting happy feel, bro.
9: Yeah. We're just going to keep on keeping on with happy Phil. I, anyway, this whole thing, just fucking move forward with some stuff already. Anyway, uh, speaking of moving forward, it's time for the main event here. Uh, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Yay.
1: Yay. Did I mention
9: that? Okay. Um. The match starts off with some pretty good intensity here. Both guys look like they really want it. Um, it's good. It's a good look. Cody seems like he's he's focused. He's focusing on the wrestling aspect of things. Malachi Black is striking well. Um, they cut to commercial. They come back. And when I say within five seconds, I mean within five seconds, Cody Rhodes goes through a table. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, right. Like literally like, you know, it was you know, talk to your doctor about Viagra, <laughs> and then like instantly, here's Cody Rhodes going through a table. It's like, uh, what happened?
1: I know they want they want to fucking blow their load in the first second, bro. They can't even go for fucking ten minutes.
9: Yeah, look, this match was completely overbooked. Yeah, like completely. So they they do the the table spot right away. You know, Rhodes is bleeding because of course he is. His only you know. <laughs> His old was man he? was, his his old man did this all the time too, right? He bled all the time. Yep, all um, the time, bro. <laughs> like yeah. all the fucking time. Ta- like, you know, if you don't believe us, look up Dusty Rhodes forehead pictures on <laughs> Google. You'll you'll see what the fuck is up. Uh... Um. Anyway, Anderson comes out. He gets involved in the match. Andrade comes out. He gets involved in the match. Pac comes out. He gets involved in the match. Andrade's, uh friend guy who speaks for him gets involved in the match. The Nightmare family get involved in the match. Um Eventually, Cody wins. And I, I don't know. It was like I was waiting for the NWO music to fucking play. Honestly, there was so much, like, was I was so waiting for Sting overbooked. to come from the top. Yeah. Sting! It's Sting! It's Bubble Sting! and he comes down from the top and then, and then so he comes down from the top and then and then the boyhood dream of Shawn Michaels as Shawn Michaels repels down to the fucking ring and then the fucking the 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 blue blazer comes you down repelling from the fucking ring <laughs> fucking and then fucking like like uh, stop this was so fucking dumb man you're watching this and you're just like Okay.
1: But can you picture TK in the back sitting there like a little kid going,
9: Yay, this is great. I'm blowing oh. my little mom Oh, pad. man. He orgasmed like oh. eight times during this. I oh. guarantee it.
1: No okay. doubt about it, bro. Oh, man. I don't get him, bro. I don't get this. And oh. hey, you know what's even more silly, right? What did this do for Cody? Absolutely nothing. No one fucking remembers him winning, bro. Really. Yeah.
9: Nobody cares he pro- that he got his nobody Yay. cares that he got his win back it doesn't help him it hurts malachi black um they they i mean i'm telling you dude like i was watching the last couple of weeks and i'm like okay cool they're they're doing like a slow turn for cody rhodes if they are it is fucking glacierly slow oh he believes Oof. That Ace, he is Ace. so over Ace. as a baby face, that when he turns, it's gonna be like fucking Hulk Hogan turning. That's what's <laughs> in his fucking head right now. It's uh, like, man, when I finally do turn, it's gonna be so huge. No, it's not. Everyone uh, thinks you're a douche bag. Just fucking do it already. The
1: douche, Cody Rhodes. Uh, I reckon that should be his new name, bro. The douche, Cody Rhodes. The American douche. <laughs> the American douche. Oh fucking Cody! When will you learn, man? When will you fucking learn? I wish your old man was still alive so he could slap you right across the head, bro. But anyway.
9: that's This is fucking... wrong, Cody. It's it's no good, baby. You're doing the wrong thing, baby.
1: Yeah, baby. I, I, you I you gotta like, was... bury everybody. And then get the plumbing and fucking, I don't fucking know. But the, the point is, I don't know, this was a fucking classic schmoz. I mean, this is coming <laughs> from the guy that truly believes... Like the, the, the Brian Danielson and CM Punk debuting in AEW is a bigger deal than Hall Nash back in WCW. Please. yeah, It could yeah. have been, I mean, it that's... could have been, but please.
9: Yeah. I mean, listen, you, you bring, you bring Punk and Danielson in and you bring them in together.
8: <laughs> right.
9: And maybe you bring them in with this promise of like, you know, we're here now. And, you know, we're, we've got we've got more big surprises coming and you know we're here to take over AEW. you know you have them you have them book and you know you can book things that are interesting and fun and that have little callbacks to to successful things from the past right i'm not saying completely redo the nwo angle right but you can have them come in with some heat and a program and something that gets people talking but instead you know CM Punk is about to have his fifth fifth match back and no one gives a shit about any of it. Will it be a good match? Sure. You know how often I can see a good wrestling match, Jimmy? All the time? <laughs> I can put on, I can put on, you know, WWE 2K19 because fuck all the <laughs> other ones. They're bad. Yeah, that's but true. like, <laughs> But I can put on 2K19. I can put I can I can put on like a match, and I can just let the and just let the AI wrestle itself, and I can sometimes watch a pretty entertaining back and forth match that looks a lot like a good AEW match. And right? what's
1: funny is I totally agree with you because I'll do that too, man. I'm not gonna lie. So. <laughs>
9: right. So how easy it, to, it like? So who gives a fuck? You're you know th- these people are like, oh, but he's having good matches.
1: Great. Uh, yeah. Right. right 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 great matches
9: so William Regal watched. had
1: great matches too he he didn't
9: sell anything he didn't draw anything oh, he was the worst bro he never sold right fucking Canyon you know everybody's oh Canyon was great like Canyon was fucking weird looking and <laughs> yeah he made some cool moves that's great and I'm sorry that he is dead and but like, are you, are he, you calling New Yorkers weird bro I mean, New Yorkers are pretty fucking weird anyway, <laughs> but Canyon was weird for a New Yorker. Like, even other New Yorkers were like, yeah. uh, you don't see a motherfucker like that every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, um, my critique of this main event is basically like, okay, Cody, you have to turn heel. You, you can't, you, the crowd is not going to fucking be okay with you holding on for another few months here but you gotta just go for it um yeah and my critique of this show is the same that it's sort of been for the last little bit which is can 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 you show me something can, can you show me some kind of a story that i can get into and be interested in because as much as i like hangman page that doesn't move the needle for regular fans like for hardcore fans he's he's a superhero and everyone loves him and i love hangman page right but he's not moving the needle the guy who the guys who move the needle in your company like do something with them
1: well to be fair to hangman page they're not giving him a chance to show if he can move a needle or not because he's mega over with the fan base let's be truthful here you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so only him being on top You know, Tom will tell if he moves any needles or not because he comes across like the fucking people love him, bro. Sure, they're probably the Smarky Mark fans, but but still, man, he's pretty fucking over, but they hold him back for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't know if he's done something wrong. I don't get it. I'm not sure. But the more they do this, we're going to start calling him Hangman Ziggler where the fans (laughs) will just turn on him and no one will give a shit about him anymore because he's just a loser, bro
9: that is a that is a really scary comparison it is jimmy it really Uh, is
1: bro and i feel bad for the guy
9: yeah no that that honestly just made my heart my heart sink (laughs) a little bit (laughs) oh no (laughs) don't don't do that to hangman don't don't like i hate that the wwe has done that to ziggler because i honestly think that ziggler i mean if they fucking bothered to push him that guy he could have just been main eventing fucking. he literally could be the new Mr. WrestleMania, he no is shit. that good in the ring
1: well dude, remember when he cashed in his money in the bank against Alberto Del Rio the night after WrestleMania on Raw bro
9: one of the biggest pops I have literally Jesus. ever heard in the last 20 years Jesus
1: Christ, that was huge Lucky that was a Goldberg say. pop That mate, dude, that, that was even I dare say bigger than a Goldberg pop that yeah. was, it. the roof blew off and then look at him now bro Look at him now because, and that's all on the fucking company. It's it's not his fault. Or maybe it is. You know, he should be saying, that don't work for me, brother. But yeah. he fucking says yes to everything, it seems. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a shame, bro, because, you know,
9: Ziggler was the shit. Now he's yep. just shit. Dude, I- I'll never forget. I will never forget this moment where, you know how, like, Sting debuted at Survivor Series? Yeah, of course, no doubt. Okay, so there's that Survivor Series match, and it's the Authority, right, against the other guys, right. And Ziggler was the last guy from the from the face side of things, right. right. And he, like he, I mean, Jesus Christ, did he work hard, right? And then Absolutely. Sting comes in right at the end, right. And then he and then he helps the good guys win. And then I'll never forget the next night on 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 Monday Night Raw. This is the night after Sting debuted in WWE, right. Yeah. So think about how important that is and how big a deal that is. Triple H starts off the show and he's like, you know, we, we, we had the match won, but there was one guy who, who just couldn't leave it alone and couldn't let it go. Right. He's obviously alluding to sting. Sting's one of the biggest stars of all time who has just debuted in the WWE. And what was the crowd chanting? Ziggler, 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 Ziggler and they completely ignored it because that that's not what the story was about that's not who triple h was talking about that nobody cared that i mean to to the wwe it was like who gives a fuck about ziggler the fucking crowd gives a fuck about ziggler when you give them just a tiny fucking nugget of possibilities (laughs) and they just completely did not give a shit it's true man and uh,
1: it's always puzzled me bro i don't get it I don't get it. I don't get
9: it either. I I really hope that they don't do that with Hangman Page because that would be a damn shame.
1: That's what I'm so worried about because I can see it, bro. I can just see it. I don't know why.
9: Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm sad. Um, (laughs) But anyway, this was another bipolar episode of (laughs) uh, of AEW Dynamite. And, uh, yeah, I'm really, really, really looking forward to getting back to this on Wednesday nights because, yeah, this – Friday and then Saturday and then one of them's you know behind the other one and the other ones I, I don't like it. Yeah, it
1: fucking I'm, threw me off for a loop. And and like I said, sorry to the listeners. You know we've been a little bit quiet on on the PWC side of things because, like as you know, I was telling you off the air, I've had a lot of fucking issues personally. Yeah, you know, family members and stuff like that. Perfectly
9: understandable, Jimmy. Yeah, right. I, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into details, but just like from me to you to the fans like don't even fucking worry about it what you're going through right now is huge and just get through it and hopefully everything's better
1: that's that's it man thank you and i yeah. appreciate that man and i just want to fucking get back to normal bro but yeah you know what i mean it's just yeah, it's just been hard lately man but but you know we're, we'll be back on track from now on you know what i mean i mean i hate doing that but sometimes fucking life
9: fucking takes over man and you know it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, fans, if you want to get in touch with me, it's Chris Ams, it's at Chris Ams1 on Twitter. Um, and that's about it for me. Uh, don't don't talk to me.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> and more importantly, please like and subscribe at the PWC network.podbean.com And also subscribe at, at markmedia.com which is the new which is taken over from uh, hitting the marks which is something i need to get used to man it's hard for me to say that but i'm saying it it's at markmedia.com and also the dot networks.podbean.com where you can find us there also so in saying that chris i think we're done
0: right
9: i think so buddy yeah um you know listen to us on all the things that you can listen to us on um you know I- you love us otherwise you wouldn't still be listening <laughs> also i just want to sort of quickly shout out too since we're on the pwc right now um uh, download listen to uh to homeboy's new stuff it's all great uh, he's got a he had a specific one about Halloween recently which i don't know about everybody else it made me laugh my fucking ass i thought off he
1: retired bro
9: listening to his mom chasing around this <laughs> uh this this Little dude um, was great. Uh, <laughs> I thought he
1: was retired, bro. Is he back out of retirement again? Are we getting? We're we, we gonna call him Leo Rush from
9: now on. Yeah, for sure. He's the Leo Rush PwC, <laughs> but uh, but he's money when he is here.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely, man. So shout outs to you, homeboy, and and also before we go, I uh, forgot to mention. Uh, please, if you want to follow us at on Facebook or Twitter, follow us at PWC. Network on Facebook and also on Twitter. And if you want to follow me, follow me at DJ Effects on Twitter, man. And I think that's about it. Chris, anything
9: else we need to say? I think that's about it, buddy. Uh okay. Fuera to all of our uh, Spanish-speaking brethren and uh, <laughs> peace out.
1: You're right. Well, I was going to say, I'm Jimmy T. That's Chris the Fams. And you've been listening to the PwC Wednesday night, Saturday night skirmish right here on the PwC Network and the PW Hustle Networks and also at markmedia.com. Peace. Peace.
6: 88 of the homeboy 88 podcast and good friend of the pro wrestling coalition network the pwc check out my podcast where all the podcasts are available the homeboy 88 podcast thank you
2: Is Terry Malaya,
6: otherwise known as Hulk Hogan, brother. Halloween is
2: coming up, and what better way to decorate and light up your house, brother, than to get some spooky fucking candles at this and that candles on Facebook, brother? Do you want a boring-ass regular old candle? That doesn't work for me, brother. Get a dragon's head, a variety of skulls, brother, or they can custom make you a candle for you, too. Maybe they can even do a Hulk Hogan head, brother, to light up your den, brother. Just go on Facebook and search for This and That Candles. It's at This and That, O-N-T for Ontario, brother, on Facebook, brother. And what you're going to do when a Hulk Hogan head candle runs wild on you,
0: dude.
5: Here, and right now, American Dragon Brian Danielson staggered, reversal into the ropes, but Dustin. Boom. Dustin was thinking Bulldog, yeah, but Danielson. Oh, the drop kick in the corner. Nowhere for uh, Dustin to go, but back into that corner. And now, look, here come the kicks and the tops. This is where you get. You got to get out of there. It's easier said than done. I know. Boy, this is physical, intense, so intense. Danielson setting Dustin Rhodes up on the top rope, maybe thinking Hurricanrana, no! Oh boy. Dustin just out of desperation. That's a very tough place oh. to land. Line, clothesline by Dustin Here Rhodes, the cover, no! Oh, look at this! Danielson, he's locking in the plata, maybe taking the bell lock. Again, Danielson seems to be leaning forward, trying to win by submission. He's trying to to get Dustin Rhodes' chin up so he can underhook him. And Dustin knows he's tucking that chin. He's tucking it and trying just to be dead weight on the mat. Uh Uh-oh, here we go, though. He's got the grip across the bridge of the nose. You can see Dustin trying to adjust the hands so he he can get his eyesight back. And it basically makes Dustin have to breathe out of his mouth. That's not always comfortable in combat. Dustin Rhodes using his range to get the foot on the bottom rope to break the LaBelle lock. It's nice to be 6 feet 6 sometimes. (laughs) In that case, you're right, JR. But you can see the toll, the physical toll, it's taken out of Dustin Rhodes. Not just that LaBelle lock, but this intensely physical match. these guys have brought it from the very opening bell, with no feeling out, period. We know at Full Gear, the main event will be Kenny Omega defending the E.W. World Championship against Hangman Adam Page. The winner of this tournament will be the next in line for a shot at whoever walks out as champion. Oh my god. He bucked up on that one, didn't he? That may be the adrenaline rush that it takes to put Dustin over the top. Uppercut by Danielson returning fire. Oh, no! Oh, I saw it coming! Danielson! coming! What a counter! What a counter! Oh, no. no!
2: Danielson, the N.C. Gary rocks Dustin
5: Rhodes! What a brilliant counter by Brian Danielson, who's known in my world as much as a counter wrestler as anything else. He's brilliant. Oh, and now the hands of Dustin Rhodes trapped, and Danielson, the heel of his boot being driven into the side of the face of Dustin Rhodes. I think also Ex-Cowder may been catching that throat a little bit, too. Dustin Rhodes struggling up to his feet. Danielson lying in wait. We saw him finish Minoru Suzuki with that Busaiku knee. Oh. oh! oh! Dustin Lordy, man, Dustin Mule is coming. Dustin heard the footsteps, countered, and power oh! driver. Could be it, thrown over! The legs are hooked. No! Three, two, three, two. Dustin Rhodes needs to fight with urgency here. He can't allow Danielson back into this match. Packed house here tonight. Hope you're enjoying it as much as we are bringing it to you, folks. Oh, Danielson counters knee strike. Brownhouse kick by Danielson. Caught him in the shoulder though, not in the head. Oh, Oh, that kick kick to the knee lowered the head of of Dustin. Got caught right behind the ear. And look at this. The guillotine. Guillotine is locked in. Danielson loves where the guillotine takes him, normally to the winner's circle. Oh, Dustin Dustin just fading. And look at this, Danielson changing his grip. Now completely underneath the chin of Dustin Rhodes, he's got the body scissors in tight. Oh, the neck is cramped, and That's Dustin that. Rhodes is fading. Dustin Rhodes goes out. Good call by the referee to get break yeah, this hold. The winner advancing in the tournament, The American Dragon, Brian Danielson. One hell of a wrestling match, no doubt about it. The referee made a great call. Dustin lost consciousness and is all over. Very early in the match, we saw Brian Danielson attacking the midsection of Dustin Rhodes. Dustin was trying to fight through that guillotine, but the grip was locked in too tight. And Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, advances to the semifinal round. And let's take a look at the updated brackets. We know now that Brian Danielson will face the winner of Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston here tonight. And the winner of number 10 and Moxley will face Orange Cassidy. Very unsettling, Arn Anderson, quite frankly, Cody's bleeding now too. Yeah, he took the ring post right to the right side of his forehead. Very physical contest, very, very physical, both men bleeding. The third match, the animosity, the things that Malachi Black has done, not surprising that we would see it come to this. Malachi Black has said time and time again, he has arrived here in AEW to end the career of Cody Rhodes. He's likened Cody to a thoroughbred that just needs to be put down. Cody's face becoming a crimson mask as the late Greg Gordon summer used to say. In this state by the way. Sunshine State. Uh -uh. Both competitors struggling to their feet he got his gut checking time. Malachi Black, after is, that crossroads, he has not been the same. And wait, Andrade El Idolo, dude. Andrade El Idolo, just less than 24 hours after, and look at this, Andrade's assistant, Jose. Oh, spine the spine, of- Oh oh, oh, my god! But Malachi Black the mist in the face of Arn Anderson! I got Arn right in the eyes. Wait a minute, we got somebody else! The bastard pack! And Andrade picking up right where they left off last night on Rampage! Look at those kicks, the physicality, the intensity here! Andrade! When they fight on back in the tunnel, it was Malachi Black who came out to help Andrade! Just last night. But it was Cody that came to the aid of Pack. Even in the odds. Oh, what a ripcord elbow strike. Malachi Black. The moonsault. But Cody up to his feet. Crossroads. Going for the cover. The leg. Hard leg hook. No. no. Oh, but Malachi Black able to kick out of the crossroads. But what he... Cody Rhodes. Man, what a match this is. You can see Cody Rhodes the scars of battle, not just the blood from the ring post, but that mouse underneath his left eye. But he's trying to wheel himself back into this fight. What a match, JR. Hell, what a show. Starting out with Brian Danielson and Dustin. And look at this. Look where we're ending up. Oh, Malachi lands on the apron. Oh! Hear that. Run right the heart, the kick from uh, Malachi Black, who's got so much skill and talent with his legs feet. Malachi Black, dive and foot stops! And the teeth sends Cody in. Rising knee strike. German. Oh, oh, oh my so God! Black. One, two, no! Cody was stacked up like Cornwood, able to kick out at two. Up to the amazement perhaps of Malachi Black beautiful bridge, beautiful technique by Malachi Black but the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes will not be denied this is not for the weak of heart both men got to continue to reach down and that they have done it right there the back heel kick but Cody Cody fell out of bounds that may be the only thing that's preventing Malachi Black from covering him Referee doing a good job there separating these men. They're both in the ropes. But Cody up to his feet. Oh, my God. Face first on that apron. Here comes Malachi. Malachi off the middle turnbuckle, lands on his feet. Cody Rhodes. Tope suicidal like he was shot out of a cannon. The intensity. You got to show us the intensity, Cody. That face is telling a great story. Now's the time to do your business, to swim in the deep waters, to beat this man. Cody, comes off the oh. Cody cutter! How awesome was that? Malachi Black. Yep, now, a crossroads! <laughs> Hell, he's not done! Cody holding on, got something else in mind. A s- no, not for the second crossroads, but instead, the double underhook. Tiger driver, 98, he spiked Malachi, he covers, gotta be it. and he gets the win, what a fight, what a battle, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, redemption for Cody, redemption, the third time was the charm for the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, man, it was a hard-bought battle, both men, extremely talented, extremely tough, but Cody gets that win back. I'm going to be talking to Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston coming up on Rose to the Top, which is coming up next. And AEW Dynamite returns to Wednesdays this Wednesday night. Join us on TNT. next Rex Callender, Tony Schiavone, I'm Jim Ross saying thanks for being with us, and so long, everybody. We'll see you in Boston. Bobby. Fish is here. He's got, seems like he's got an Excalibur, a new lease on life. These kicks are toxic. Whoa. Anthony Green, the dragon screw, takes him out of the corner. Bobby Fish! Just a sliding lariat there, Green. Slaughter knocker times coming up next, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go brush your teeth. The next Wednesday, the great Serena Deep will take on the equally great oh. Roshida. God, Anthony Green! just suplexed into the ropes by Bobby Fish. Fish administers the last rites, the knockout kick and this could be over. Wow, definitive win for Bobby Fish. Here is your winner, the infamous Bobby Fish. Jr. Bobby Fish wasted absolutely no time i said he didn't make many mistakes and one of the things about that ex-caliber is he's great at his, his own in-ring time management he's a strategy he's a smart guy former school teacher college educated and he's here at aew and he's damn sure he certainly is. what a way to bounce back from that match with the american dragon brian danielson bobby fish picking up an important second victory here tonight his aew career tough guy too. and still to come as you mentioned jr the aew world championship eliminator tournament will continue we will see wait a second well fish maybe not done oh come on green who's helpless defenseless and bobby fish there's no reason no motivation to do this you've already earned your money you're done why try to hurt a guy? He's trying to hurt and humiliate Anthony Green after the bell. Bobby Fish, completely unnecessary assault after the bell. referee could reverse the decision if he chose to. Bobby Fish is a fantastic wrestler. He doesn't need to do this. Paul Turner needs to be threatening Fish with fines, suspension, something. Give him the short end of the payday. What is Bobby Fish thinking? He's got, Bobby Fish has got a whole different attitude than the Bobby Fish we've known in the past. And, oh, wait a second. CM Punk, charging down the ramp. Crowd just now realizing, some of them, that it's CM Punk in person before their very eyes. This will remind them. In the world, and anytime Bobby Fish and CM Punk get together at Caliber, I'd like for all three of us to be there. I certainly hope we can be. It's gotta happen, right? It's gotta happen. It has to, and Bobby Fish thinking discretion is the better part of valor as he hightails it as the best in the world. CM Punk hits the ring here tonight in Orlando.
0: Like
5: Punk a inviting Bobby Fish into the ring. Bobby wants no part of it. I'm the to me like Bobby Fish wants some. What a collision that would be. Bobby Fish and CM Punk. Exactly what Bobby Fish wants. An opportunity to beat the best in the world. And now there's motivation. Now there's a motive for this man. What an ovation for that man. The undefeated. I want to be here tonight